Hello, this is episode 249 of the Purple Psychology Podcast. I'm Nisha O'Reilly. This episode is spirituality unintentionally racist. I've had my COVID vaccine today, so I feel a little bit ropey. But I was drawn to record two podcasts. But I think I'm going to put them out separately, because I find that it doesn't really work if I put them out together. I think I often need to record them together, but I often think you need to listen to them separately. So... When I recorded a podcast maybe a few weeks ago now on the concept of black sheep, I talked a little bit about this. And as I've begun sharing a book in installments on my Patreon, which I'll describe the book in a minute, it's drawn me to go back to this topic again and revisit it and make sure that I haven't unintentionally done anything that I didn't wish to do. And to think about where I was guided from in making those mistakes as well. And I'll put a link to my Patreon in the description as well. And I've started to collect some testimonies from the first Patreon clients, which I'm really delighted with as well. So in the earlier episode, I talked about the concepts of fairy stories such as the ugly duckling and also the use of black and white within Swan Lake. And yeah, I can hear you all now thinking, oh, this is PC gone over the top, cancel culture strikes again. But no, it's not. I've come to realise that we interchange dark, evil and black without ever considering that we're doing that. And if I wrote a book to survive lockdown and to only be able to travel five kilometres and feel basically as the only gay in the village, not that I particularly care, but if I wrote one book it's the book that I've begun sharing on my Patreon. It's the book that I've most shared during this time to, with my own soul tribe. It's a book about light. It's a book about others having light to bring to the world. It's about bringing different parts of yourself together. It's about the shadows and the light, the explainable and the unexplainable, the tangible and the untangible, the science and the spiritual. An aspect that I really struggled with within myself for a long time, having studied science initially. The good and the bad, the light and the dark. And I realised that I was influenced by two factors which turned out to be slightly cloaked in racism, which I had never considered before. One of those was guided meditations, and the other one was Madeleine Engel. It was particularly a biography written about her work, which I described to a friend at the time while I was reading it, as that you never know where the dark will be hidden. I don't feel that a wrinkle in time particularly makes this mistake. But it's funny now that I say that, I think I'm going to have to go back and reread it or at least listen to the audio again and see whether it does infer that black is evil or whether it's darkness or whether those are interchanged. So as I share this book again in installments on my Patreon, I'm now having to micro-analyse the text to make sure that I wasn't swayed in a particular direction, in the wrong direction. And it's funny because as I discuss this topic out and my concerns with this with one of my own soul tribe a good few weeks ago now, when I started to, to get really concerned about it, that there was an unintentional racism in the book. As they said... When you close your eyes, it's dark, and it's the point where you're most at one with yourself. But we have a view of this 
that is the shadow part of our own souls. And we view light as white, as source, as good. Why not yellow or orange or translucent? Guided meditations do exactly what they say on the tin. They're a way to guide people into meditation. And I've talked about this in the past before as well. Different people's processing styles can be really drawn to them. So people who have a really visual mind space can really benefit by using guided meditations. They create really visual story scenes in their head to step into. But I'm beginning to realise as I microanalyze these that sometimes they are unintentionally biased in how they interchange this concept of dark, evil and black. And I know that there's an aspect that white light can be separated out into the spectrum of colours, you know, from my physics background which are then in turn used to represent the chakras, which again tends to form a big basis for a lot of guided meditations. But I wonder how many people inadvertently associate white with purity, superiority, better and so on. We then project our use of language and these attributes that we view back onto dark or black as Swan Lake does. The black spawn has what society perceives to be negative qualities. So I have a real question. Can you sit in blackness and have the same meaning as sitting in darkness? And how do we make darkness positive too? I'm left with that question to ponder as I microanalyze every word that I wrote in a book that was about bringing light to the world.